Welcome to Boiling Point, the podcast to motivate ever-evolving entrepreneurs and forward-thinking movement pioneers. Our hosts, filmmaker Greg Hemmings and executive coach Dave Vale, are turning up the heat in the world's business communities. Our interviews with entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers are raising the temperature of inspiration. Live from the hottest studio in this quadrant of the universe, here are Dave and Greg. Hello. Hello. Hello, Amy Rupert. You are on the boiling point. (laughs) (laughs) You are on the boiling point. We've started recording, but you are just with me because um, our young friend Greg uh, had to sneak off for a bio break. Oh, my goodness. And I'm outing him right here. What he's human? He is. He has a hu- very I... human, very human bladder as well. I've learned. How you been? <laughs> been great. We're recording, oh, just so you bad. know. So don't say any bad things. Oh, don't say any bad things. No, any, so we're no, really recording. We are I recording. Really... No curse words or anything, Amy. I know. I know oh, how you. God, you were... I gotta rein it in. Rein right. it in. How you been? <laughs> I've been very good, thank you. Greg has just very entered the good. room. Very good. Well, we're yes. so excited. To have you on the boiling point. Is that Amy? Yes, it is. Hi, Amy. Is that Greg? <laughs> How you doing, Amy? We're talking about. I'm doing great. It's How been, are you doing? It's been far too long, and uh, every time I fly over Chicago, I think of you. <laughs> One of these days, you ought to parachute out and come see us. I think that's a that's a great idea. You know, because like <laughs> visiting you last time in that lush beautiful little valley that you live in. It was just it was such a nice place. So, so so, for the listeners, the reason Greg and Amy know each other is because Greg because worked, you, worked on uh, a document. We did a documentary together, and um, and you actually got to know Amy before I got to know Amy. I did? You did. Because yeah. I, I, I had not. I had heard Someone of with her. with Allison. Yes. That's right. Yes. Okay. So we did this called the Airplane Journals. It was this fun journey into to coaching. It was when Greg had just launched his, his business, and then I was launching my business, and we, we had these these uh, wise women that were telling us about coaching, and Amy <laughs> was one of them. And do you want me to quote you from that video, Amy? <laughs> do it. Do it. I thought, I thought we this are was not, a, we are not a motivators. PG-rated um, show here. <laughs> we are not motivators. <laughs> I like to think of us as inspirers. Oh, that's good. That is a good quote. Amy, Amy Rupert, Amy. master okay, certified coach. Okay, I'm glad you coach. chose that quote. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you chose Yeah, me. no, I, only the good ones. So, Amy, for our listeners, is uh, this amazing coach who um, has been like in it since the inception from the early days. If you have any questions or any want to know anything about the world of coaching, Amy Rupert's person you need to need to reach out to and amy you are doing some really cool well my, give us a little of your background you don't, you only have to go back 30 or 40 years if you all, okay good yeah, yeah well of course i'm only 29 that's true that's well, Dave, true. You're, you're launching right into the elephant in the room here <laughs> which is <laughs> well amy's going to talk about the elephant in the room a little bit later on after the intro <laughs> Oh, see, Greg always gets me like I'm a little slow on this. So, so get, get brace yourself. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, so no, but and bring us to confronting the elephant in the room. And nice, by the way, Greg. Thank well you. done. I'm very Thank impressed. You. Yeah, nice um, segue. So, yeah, why, but why don't you start with kind of you know how the you know how you got involved in coaching and maybe fast forward to today and where you're at, and what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. Great. I um. So I've been coaching. I've I've kind of lost track. It's somewhere over twenty years. Um, probably 22, 23 years. 
And I go back to a time where I would tell people I was a coach and they'd say, oh, what sport? Nobody ever associated coaching with things like business performance, leadership development, any of that stuff. So um, along with growing my own coaching practice, I helped coaching as a profession grow. And um, in the early days, was involved as an executive with one of the first coach training schools and then helped um, set up and um, create the International Coach Federation, also known as the ICF, which now holds all the the uh, core competencies, which are the foundation for um, all coach training, really, um, and in, in both private institutions and universities, and um, helped develop those competencies, which are now used. I just found out the other day, you guys, used in over 110 countries. Wow. And um, there's somewhere in the neighborhood of 60,000 professional coaches that use these competencies as the underpinnings of their understanding and and how they execute coaching. So um, that's pretty cool. That is very and cool. So I've been involved in a lot of different ways in coaching from leadership and helping the, the profession evolve as, as well as Within uh, coach training organizations, I also uh, was one of the on the ground floor of one of the first academically accredited coach training programs, executive coaching programs with the University of Texas, and um, that was interesting. Going when coaching and coach training started going into um, universities, so. Fast forward, I, through all that, I've had a private practice where I've coached um, leaders at all levels, from the emerging leader all the way to the C-suite, for over 20 years. And um, in doing that, I've, I've learned a lot about leadership, and I've learned a lot about what goes on inside of organizations. And because of the confidential nature of my relationship with the leaders that I coach, I hear things um, that most other people don't hear about. <laughs> and so what happened about um, a year and a half ago was that I was coaching a vice president of a company, and um, I won't go into details, but something so egregious occurred that it, it just kind of hit me, and I said, you know what, I can't do this anymore. Because what was happening was companies were hiring me to help leaders cope in pretty toxic environments. And I just went, you know what, this is, my work is turning into helping people cope versus evolve past this. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know what, I need to do something. <laughs> I need to take coaching to a new level, and I need to take coaching into what has typically been the third rail of coaching, and that is getting right into the middle of these toxic situations. And so here I am, um, a year and a half later, what I did when I had that, that epiphany was I contacted two of what I feel are, are two of the best leaders I've ever met. And they're not lightweights by any stretch. Um, one, uh, they, Karen Albert, who was the former CIO from Miller Coors before that, she was a CIO at H.J. Hines and was the executive vice president of change management for PepsiCo worldwide as well. So she's, she's no lightweight. 
And then Rachel Shaming, who is uh, she's got about 30-plus years of human resources and organizational development under her belt, um, and, and then has specialized in working with what she calls taming abrasive leaders, and has written lots of articles and, and a book about that. So I approached him and I, I said, look, I, I have an idea here. Let's, let's talk about this. And what the idea is, is, is live today and well in our book, as well as in our company, um, the Integrship Group. And that is about leadership, um, the, the synergy between leadership and integrity. What happens and when I, with leaders a lot of times is that they get, they get worn down by situations that occur that are very, very difficult, that conflict with their values. And they really have nowhere to turn with that. And a lot of times what happens is they get worn down to the point where it becomes difficult for them to almost be decent human beings. They're making decisions constantly where there's enormous collateral damage that comes from those decisions. And they're not given a lot of tools or places to go to be supported through the difficulty of those situations. So what we did as our first venture into this was write a book called Who's the Boss? And um, the subtitle is Confront the Elephant in the Room. And this is I didn't even know that was a title. I just happened to say that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's you, come on. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is where we figured out most people struggle who are in any role in leadership, whether it's the emerging leader, um, a manager, supervisor, whatever it is, to all the way up to the C-suite. Leaders struggle with this. And the question of the book is, who's the boss? The answer is, you are. At the end of the day, you can't change what anybody else does or thinks. But what you can change is how you respond to these situations. And um, so what we've done is to create a model for leaders to follow when they find themselves in these, these conflictual situations where there's power clashes. So it can be anything from contentious politics all the way up to, to unethical or even illegal activity that a leader is perhaps witnessing by somebody who has power over their career or um, a peer perhaps. But these are the situations that occur every day, and there's very little resources out in the world to help people actually navigate them. So what's your what's the response been, Amy, like as you're going out and talking? I mean, this is <laughs> – so you, you were seeing, I mean, a, a, a gap. Um, yeah. And as you start to explore this, like, are people kind of scared of this? Are they open to it? Are they, where, 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 what are you finding? Yeah, well, the, the trick to writing this book and to doing our work is so that we're not, we're not making the boss, right, or leaders bad, out to be bad people. In fact, there's a very small percentage of leaders who, who really are, could be classified probably as pathological in some sense, most leaders are good people just trying to do their job, right? But they're faced with so many different situations that just pile on and pile on that what happens is sometimes we, we create dynamics that become misunderstandings. We're not as um, present to one another or, and what, what's going on with the other person. We're more concerned with what we need to get done because the pressure is 
you know, really bearing down. Um, and so what we found when we start to open this conversation with, with leaders is that there's almost a relief that somebody's finally talking about it, right? And that it's not being talked about in in terms of some people are her, horrible people if they have to make tough decisions or if they have a misstep and perhaps, you know, um, act out a little emotionally as a leader. Um, it's it's kind of like um, the, the thing I liken it to, I remember uh, back on some of the, the talk shows when they started bringing moms on and talk to them about how difficult it was to parent moms and dads, but, um, it's, and, and how difficult it is to parent and how sometimes, you know, you just have this urge to throttle your kids. And it was such a relief for parents to say, yeah, I, I have those too, you know, and, right. and all the guilt associated. And we're finding the same thing with leaders is that, you know, they finally have a place to talk about the difficulties they face maybe some of the missteps that they carry with them and feel bad about, and then some of the things that really feel threatening to them. You, you know, it's like, it's, that's a, so that's, that's a really interesting way to describe it. And I would say, I, I just brings me to something, I just, a conversation I had last week and it was this, this uh, gentleman uh, and a, um, you know, kind of a senior leader, a relatively large organization um, asked for coaching part of it was related to um you know as as told to me by the the hr leader that you know is kind of has a bit of an abrasive personality and can can rub people the wrong way and da, 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 right mm-hmm. you know this whole song and dance and then mm-hmm. so we get we get talking and, and what i realized was you know it was almost and i and we're, i was just trying to assess his readiness for coaching and then assess kind of who would be the best coach for him right and and mm-hmm. you know we and we would run into these situations all the time maybe um what was really yeah. interesting that kind of lines with what you're saying was to hear this guy describe the amount of stress he was under and he had actually in in the last 2 years and he said i know i've been i've been a command and control and he has he had some time in the military and he said you know i got to be honest that what i've gone through uh, corporately over the last 2 years was more stressful to me than the two tours i did of desert storm Wow. And I thought, wow. to my, and he goes, and I know, I know inside I'm a collaborative person. I know it. I just mm-hmm. feel like I had to survive. And he would explain, you know, the, the, the reasons. And I just thought mm-hmm. this guy was just so relieved to be talking about it and then saying, okay, yep. I'm ready. I want, I want, who, who can I work with to help support me through this? You know what I mean? So, I mean, I guess, you know, and I never, I just actually, I'd never thought about the fact that, you know, um, that we, it's not like normalizing it, but it's just saying, you know, yeah, I mean, who doesn't have bad moments, yeah. bad times and, and, and feel guilty about how you maybe, um, you know, treat or, or, or someone else. So, so you're, you're really yeah. hearing this like, ah, oh, thank, like, it's kind of like what I was hearing, I guess you're hearing that in a bigger way. As oh it yeah, to this topic. absolutely. Yeah. I, I, and you know, when we tell people we've written this book, the first thing you get are people's stories, right? Mm. And, um, it, what what happens is most people just want to be heard about what's going on and try and sort this out. Um, and so we, you know, what we've done though is after they they kind of get the story out, right? After you learn what's going really going on there, um, the things they're struggling with, mm-hmm. then we have to move them to the next level, right? But the job is to move people through this and move them forward. Mm-hmm and to help them develop along the way. So what we've done in the book is to actually outline a process that people can go through to to move themselves or move others through this. Mm-hmm. 
You know, how many times do um, leaders chat with other peers, you know, to trying to find some sort of solution? And what happens usually is they, they wind up commiserating about how they're both struggling. Um, so, and we also realize, too, in a lot of organizations, the go-to people, such as human resources professionals, they don't have the tools for this either. So what we did was we created a, a, a process with some, which kind of starts out with a diagnostic tool. And we had to create a diagnostic tool for people to assess just what their threat level was, you know, how much this was really bearing down on them. Because the same situation can have a wide variance between two different people on how threatened they feel by it. So we, we developed a... Um, a pretty simple self-diagnostic to see how uh, what the threat level is. And one of the reasons for doing that is that our brains are, are wired in an amazing way. We humans, right? We, we've evolved and, and we've, we've sustained to this point because we have this, this fight or flight mechanism within us. I'm sure we've all heard that term, right? Um, but what we don't know, what a lot of people don't know, when you hit a certain threat level, when you're feeling, you know, particularly threatened, like you said, your fellow there, um, Dave, you know, it was worse than Desert Storm to him and that he felt tremendously threatened. Even though this is happening in the context of a white-collar world, it's our bodies don't know any different. We're, we're still, you know, running from saber-toothed tigers and that sort of thing. And so what happens, the biological function we have is that we have a, this part of our brain called the executive part of our brain, which in the way it functions is it helps us reason, it helps us tap into judgment, discernment, um, being able to evaluate things relative to our, our morals, our ethics, our values. But biologically, when we're threatened, that part of the brain starts to stand down so that the survival part of the brain steps up, right? This is the part of the brain that helps us breathe better, you know, so that we're stronger, bolder, we can run away, or we can freeze, one of the two. Well, what happens in these situations when people feel threatened, their survival is threatened. If they feel their job is threatened or somebody's holding power over them in some way, they begin to recede with their executive function abilities so they can't they can't really think straight right so you need what we call a voice of reason i.e a coach a mentor um, somebody that they can go to to help them reason and sort things out so that's why we put the, the diagnostic in there so people can evaluate what their threat level is and that, and that way, you know, you kind of know where you stand and you know whether you're, you're firing with full executive function right. or half. Right. <laughs> can, and can people access this online? Like how are they, I mean, I, I like the, the assessment itself, Amy? Or they, is, um, no, the, the assessment's part of the book. We are looking at um, creating some online assessments for people to, to use, but we're, that's down the road a little bit. And we're, we should, we should, and people can get this on Amazon, your book on Amazon. They can, and, yes, they can. And it's then on they, Amazon, and then you can get it in Kindle form or in. Um, hardcover, and when and you and in terms of just just while well, kind of oh, strike while Aaron's hot here, like in terms of them learning more about um, um, you and your company in the book, where where do they where do they go? 
they can go to our website. We are um, the Integrship Group, and and that's a made up word, by the way. Which I it's a good one. I like it. I think that's the Um, elephant in the room right there. It's the it's the words (laughs) that we invent. No, just kidding. I can always count on you, Greg, <laughs> for comic relief. Um, so the Integrship is spelled I-N-T-E-G-R-E-S-H-I-P dot com. That's the word dot com. What's interesting is just to hear, like, um, you know, this whole, how this whole, all the neuroscience kind of helps us understand like you were saying about executive functioning and how we kind of, you know, some people describe, you know, we, we go to reptilian brain and to react and stuff. And, and that's why people, you know, like, you know, when, when they get out of that, that situation that scares them, how they often kind of can, can either try to rationalize it or they, or, or they do have the, the, you know, remorse or whatever. It's just quite fascinating. But, but, you know, to that point, it's almost like having a compassionate approach, you know, and recognizing that, you know, on whole, by uh, our story, by large, people are, they're good. People are good people. They mean to do well. And then, but we sometimes find ourselves in environments where we, we react really poorly. And you, you use the word compassion there, and I uh, <clears throat> I constantly go back to the word empathy uh, a lot in our conversations. But uh, reading a book like this and taking a tool like this as well, it would help us build empathy towards the person who's having a freakout or a meltdown oh, yeah. a, a little bit. And as a coach, the two of you, um, you must see this stuff all the time. You realize there's a there's another root issue far deeper than that you that should, lash out or you that. Should, you should see when Amy freaks out. I don't think it's ever happened. She's such a, uh, a ray of, of, of sunlight and, and uh, awesomeness. No, day. she is totally. It's a, my, my reptilian brain has a neck pouch that inflates. They've seen it. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, and she, and she has the best stories about being in those stressful environments. And and I uh, just, oh my goodness, it's so great. So, uh, well, and actually, you know what? And, and I'll tell you something about Amy, Greg, uh, for me personally. Um, Amy was one of the people I met early on and, you know, just made me realize uh, or recognize or, or just value the fact that, you know, we're all trying our best here and, you know, we're having some moments that maybe aren't so good and we have those up and downs emotions, but that's all part of the journey and it actually makes you a better coach, you know? Yeah, well, and, and, you know, and, and for me, Dave, uh, picture little, little me at the beginning of my uh, film career sitting in the backseat of Amy's car <laughs> and Amy and uh, our friend Allison are in the front, two amazing coaches who, who pretty much invented the industry and they're just hearing me talk about my issues about... I don't know if I'm going to be able to, uh, you know, make make rent this this week, or I've got a partner who's driving me crazy, and I had like two and a half hours of free coaching time with them as we they as were we drove down. they and, were so exhausted after that drive. They told me, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. Amy, what what are your what? I mean, not to put you on the spot, but we're going to um, best story about Greg. Which story about Greg? He's best, asking for a best story about me because Dave always tries to make this about me, and it's got nothing to do with me. Well, this is I, some people call this Greg's but, podcast, so we got to do that. You call it Greg's so podcast. <laughs> no, there's so many of them. However, I, I it, on that same journey, um, barreling through the cornfields of Illinois, Greg, I, I think when we started out, Greg was in the back seat, and I'm driving, and he's got himself wedged up on the armrest between with this gigantic camera in my face. And anyone who knows me well, which you both do, um, know I am not your ideal morning person. <laughs> and it's about 7 o'clock, and Greg's got this 
camera in my face, and I barely had a sip of coffee yet. And um, Greg's uh, career as a, a film producer and documentary maker was almost cut short that morning um, because I, <laughs> I threatened to take that camera and do something with it that um, <laughs> Greg got to know me now. real fast. <laughs> No, but see, but that's the part of Greg. Greg, Greg's he, he wasn't he he went to that reptilian brain. He wasn't hearing yeah. you. So he, he reacted in only way he knows his very empathic way. It kept yeah. it, kept it running. Clearly, and, Amy wants to be on camera while she's driving with no coffee. Clearly, I'm, I'm feeling empathy for this woman right now. Yeah. <laughs> more filming, more filming. Oh, uh, we got we got to wrap up here, Amy. But uh, but I but I recall us giving you a call one uh, Saturday evening. After a few beverages at the local pub with uh, David Matthew Priors, who's another great yeah. coach, and, and we got to get him on, the and podcast. we got to get him on the yeah. podcast, and he, he, and Greg was doing some work for him. He was up here. They did this very cool animation, and we, we, we called you kind of late one night, and you were kind enough to take our call in our in our the state we were in, which oh, wasn't too that, bad, but wasn't too good. Hey, hey Amy. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> they had the audacity to call me in that state which we won't mention, <laughs> when I was not there. I, was, I, I felt know. so... Look what you're missing out on. I felt included on. and left out at the same time. <laughs> so, Amy... you know where I wanted to be. Yeah, and that's why we're <laughs> waiting for you to come for another visit. It's been a while. Um, oh. Or another visit. A visit, I should say. Jeez. It's it's going to happen yeah, sooner than later. Right. Okay. Um, now, are you still... Because um, I am guarantee someone's listening to this and going, damn, I'd like to have her as a coach. Are you still taking clients on? Do you got any capacity for clients? I am. Um, I, and, and, um, what I'm focusing on mostly is, and the best way to think of me and, and my partners as coaches is to think of us as triage coaches, right? We'll help you get through those really gnarly, tough situations. Mm. Um, the developmental long-term coaching, I'm I'm not doing so much anymore. It's more of this kind of short-term get people through. This is a new space for coaching, um, and there aren't a lot of people equipped to do it. And it's one of the reasons we've stepped forward. One of the things we hope to do is to be able to train people to do this and train coaches and also people inside organizations to be able to do this using our model and also incorporating those foundational coaching skills. Love it. Well, so in other words, there's an invitation to reach out to Amy if you know of someone or if you're running a situation or if you're just looking for advice on coaching or anything. Um, By the way, I should mention, she meant, uh, you know, you were talking about the International Coach Federation earlier. Greg, I dare you, I dare you to go to the next annual conference with Amy and try to stand beside her. It was just, oh, like, uh, like I had to, you know what? Like, I consider myself, you know, I can take a good hit and stuff, but my God, people were just running right over me. Well, listen, I, I, I think I it's mean, time for a reunion. Uh, I, I would love to go, actually. Let's find a way to get me in there as a speaker of some sort of story yes. time. And then we could all go party together. I Wouldn't that be funny? San Diego or, or Long Beach. I would just go take it over. Let's yes. do it. Let's go all right. take the whole darn thing over. Last question, because uh, Greg's curious. Chicago Blackhawks, how will they do this year? Oh, well, you Canadians, get ready to take a back seat again. <laughs> we don't even have a ticket to no Canadian team in the playoffs. I can't believe it. Next year, the Maple Leafs are coming back. Amy, love you. Thanks so much for being on with us. Thanks, Amy. Love you guys, can't, too. Can't wait to Be see you good. Again. All right. Yeah, you too. Talk soon. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye-bye.
I love that woman. She is awesome. And um, and you and I'm telling you, if anyone out there says, "Gee, you know, like um, if," and I know it comes across in how she talks, but that is her. There's no pretense. She's not putting it on. That is Amy Rupert. And I'll tell you, you know, I've been in some uh, situations that have you know high emotion. Um, high stakes, and she's talked me off the ledge a couple times. Yeah. She is brilliant at what she does, and I'm just so looking forward to learning more about her model and how she's working. And And I know Rachel, I don't know the other coach she's working with, but she's fabulous. So I would encourage people to reach out to her. I mean, obviously, we're a big fan. So well, every coach needs a coach, Dave. That's right. Um, my Beware take- of the coach. <laughs> my takeaway um, is you know, it, it's really important to understand that when people have their breaking points or meet their breaking points, um, there's a lot of biology behind that, in yeah. a way. And uh, I can't wait to read the book and take the assessment myself. It's going to be great. All right. So we'll see you next week, man. See you. Um, see you. Be good. See you. See you. <laughs> see you later, buddy. Thanks for checking out this episode of Boiling Point. Remember to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Boiling Point Pod. To see more from Dave Vale, check out leadershipunleashed.ca or visioncoachinginc.com and on Twitter at Dave underscore Vale. And to catch up with Greg, visit Hemmingshouse.com and at Greg Hemmings on Twitter. Thanks for listening and remember, keep that pot boiling. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.